Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to your Life Story Podcast. This is episode blah, blah, blah. I hope you're good. We took uh, three weeks off or so, a little summer hiatus. I got three teenagers, man. Plus, there was like a funeral to go to and, and some remodeling projects in the house. And I mean, holy crap, man. The minute the kids come off of school, it's like somebody's freaking set the house on fire, frankly. And I don't know if you're a parent and you've got kids that are in your house like full time. Like we used to homeschool. I don't know what the hell we were thinking. And like, you know, they're they're everywhere all the time, knocking on doors, breaking things, social mediaizing you know, yelling at you because you're not cool anymore. Um, you know, dad, dad, stop it. You know, anyways, it's, it's, I mean, you had, so anyways, so we took a little break. Hi, we're back today on the big podcast. We're going to talk about ego, um, and how giant mine is and how giant perhaps yours is and how ego stops us from pretty much every relationship we have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's just how it goes. Hey, and for the record, we all have ego. So don't just think it's for the maniacs sitting in Hollywood uh, or Donald Trump um, because we all have. Uh, and I mentioned Trump not to kill Trump. I mean, frankly, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that because, frankly, I'm sick of everybody killing everybody and uh, taking every opportunity they possibly can to kill everybody that they can kill. Social media, man, has just opened up such a door of allowance of giving everybody shit, and it's just a a horrible, horrible thing. So we're going to talk about that today. Uh, And for those of you waiting for the book year, we are one week away from print. We are waiting for the endorsers to endorse. We gave uh, four people, five people, uh, an opportunity to endorse the project year, which is 365 contemplations based on my study in 2017, which I think I, I really do, man. I really hope you will grab them and you will contemplate and meditate with them in and around your own spiritual practice and your own faith. I think it adds a bit of value to your day. I wouldn't... Um, I really didn't count on doing the project that we're about to print um, the week of the 16th, but here it comes, and we're going to do it anyway, and I'm going to just kind of be leaning into the flow of it. The book that I wanted to write in 2017, I really thought it would be like chapters, (laughs) like have paragraphs, and not just simply center around contemplation uh, or the contemplative movement. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I turn into an Englishman when I talk about things of such nature. Um, So I really think you'll dig it. Look for that crap on the web, and I'll blast it out on my social media the the, the closer we get to it. And uh, Rob Supan, who is also a partner in crime uh, in this project, is uh, we're we're deciding, like, hey, do we market this thing? Do we ramp up or do we just kind of let it go? We've never been very traditional, Rob my, and, and myself. Every project that we've done, hearkening back to projects in the early 2000s, uh, and for those of you who know me, you know some of the projects that I've been involved with, and we never had like, we never sat down and went, hey, let's whiteboard it. <laughs> we've not, I don't think we've ever whiteboarded it. And so Rob and I were having a conversation the other day about this freaking book and like, hey, whoa, what's the uh, market? And, uh, you know, what's the demo? And, you know, all of a sudden Rob was like, yeah, I, 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 why, why are we starting now? <laughs> So, yeah, good point. So we just kind of moved on to other things and started talking about our own lives. So years coming out. Spiritual Direction Training is up and running. Go to jrman.com and sign up for the next Spiritual Directing Training cohort. We have established a year's worth of Spiritual Direction Training sessions, workshops, if you will, cohort, if you will. Um, we are we have a, a, a reading list based on uh, each workshop. You can join in at 
any time. We are not the cohort or the workshop where you have to have prerequisite classes coming into each of them. You can join in at any time. Uh, all that information is on jeremy.com. Hit that and uh, call or text me if you have any questions about that. It is live via the web as well. If you're in Southern California, you can join us in person for the next one, which is in September, I believe. Um, or if you are in, I don't know, let's say Nova Scotia, you can join in on the World Wide Web. Does Nova Scotia have web? That's all I want to know. Um, and greetings to all of you from around the country. I did not say hello to all of you in L.A. and New York and Florida. Uh, Grand Rapids, how you doing? Chicago, how you doing? Those of you in Europe, we appreciate. Uh, we do, man. We appreciate you folks in Europe. And I hear you and see you and, and when you chime in. So we appreciate that. Thanks for the emails and the texts as well. And for all of those listening off planet, we say hello to you too. Um, today is ego. Today is ego. So I've been having a lot of conversation with folks about ego and particularly this week, a lot of my clients, um, you know, we, we talk about terms of ego. When I run people through spiritual direction and I'm in spiritual direction with people, a lot of times we are talking about a bigger awareness and a bigger consciousness of self, right? We're talking about what's really going on inside of us, who we really are how God has made us. What's that goo that sits inside of us, man, that leans in curious on the divine or curious on the relationships around us? What is it that makes us want to attach to one another, belong to one another, be loved by somebody else? And so as we move through those structures, I inevitably will talk about two things. And if you know me and you've been in sessions with me, um, you know you know that I'm, I'm constantly harping on attachments and that's our belief that people, places, and things can make us happy, which is garbage. No person, no place, no thing is going to make you happy. That will never be the nucleus of your happiness. You need to take a deep dive in yourself in order for that happiness to rise to the top, which means you do have to connect with who you are. And in some, in some respect, reach in and grab the divine and shake the divine a little bit and let whatever that is fall to the ground so you can look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's pretty rock and cool. Um, and I also talk about the ego, and I talk about the ego a lot. I talk about the ego a lot because the ego holds us down, dominates us, beats the hell out of us, and, and, and doesn't care. And, and it never has to come up for air. The ego never has to come up for air. It never needs. It never needs replenishing. It never needs rest. It always is. And it has an insatiable appetite to eat as much of you as it possibly can, as well as other people too, as well as other people too. Ego. So, you know, the basic definition of ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. So at that point, like where we usually go when we talk about ego is somebody we know that's an egomaniac. Oh, you know, Jeff over there, he's always, he's all by himself. Oh, he, he can't shut up by himself. How great he is and how great his shit is. And, blah, blah, blah. and we, we always go there. But what we must understand is we all have the ego. I have giant ego. I have a tendency to think I'm always right. I have a tendency to, <laughs> I have a tendency to think that you know all the you know bloviated, over bloviated garbage that comes out of my mouth is somehow super important. Hold please, coffee. So um, you know I'm I'm willingly giving that to you because that's a truth in my life that I'm constantly in inventory about, constantly in inventory about how. My ego affects myself and how my ego affects uh, people around me. So now there is a camp out there that says, uh, oh, a little bit of ego is okay. And I'm not in that camp. I don't, I don't like camping in that campground. I don't go there. I, I think the campers that go there, um, 
need to readjust what they're thinking because I don't think any amount of it is healthy. In fact, I think uh, ego it stops us from being authentic, stops us from being vulnerable, stops us from having deep relationships with one another. I think it can actually jack up. Like when I hear people like, oh, I love that one person and I really wanted to be with that one person or I really wanted to go to that one thing or be that one place. And I really had a, I really had a curiosity to lean in over there and then, you know, but they didn't do it. And then the dreams were busted or the love was corrupted or however we want to think of that. Or I lost that love or, you know, she went away or he went away. I think if we trace it back, it always revolves around the ego. What we are willing to give up, what we are willing to have people understand how we are willing to belong and ultimately how we are going to take in love and then reflect it. And ego is dominating and crushing when it comes to that. Ego doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about you. It could give to rats. And don't forget, it doesn't need rest. Ego doesn't need rest. So I want you to watch for a few things. So these podcasts are 30 minutes. We're nine minutes into it. So let's go. Let's get at it. So it's a chair. Shut up, man. Let's get at it. So again, I talk in terms of attachments. I talk in terms of ego. Don't forget attachments is the belief that people, places, and things are going to make us happy. We can't live our life in that core or that premise because the only thing we'll get is worry, anxiety, trepidation, fear. Uh, and fear will rule our lives in that. So we must turn inward. And at that point, as we turn inward, we got to take a solid look at who we are, which involves the ego. Here are a few things that the ego, when present in any given situation, will produce. Um, most of the time when you have uh, ego that's really kicking your ass, you're only thinking about your safety or your security. You're only thinking about how you can get and how another person might get what you want and how you need that more. So it becomes a real self-dominating journey through life, right? A real like muscling through your, even if it's passive aggressive or aggressive, that's that sense of I need safety and I need security is usually bore out of an ego that is reflecting that you are the only one that can take care of you. You are the only one that is, that is going to move the ball forward in your life. Now, that is true in a lot of respects, but it doesn't necessarily mean at the expense of other people. In this world in 2018, man, we are all about number one. We are all about the dominance of an individual, the autonomy of a thing. I will be the best fencer. I will be the best writer. I will be the best influencer. I will have more followers, more likes. My picture will be better than yours. My boobs will be looking better than yours. My abs will be more flexed. My career will seem great. My Facebook will, act, will, will seem like my kids respect me and love me and are always happy in the pool in the summertime with the lemonade and the thing. And the, oh, it gets so tiring. With that safety and security when it comes to ego, and particularly when the ego is just simply a little bit out of control, is this idea that you're worried about scarcity, that you won't get enough, that I won't have enough. I won't be the, I, I, I'll be at a place in line where I might not get it. I'll be, I, they'll cut the line up before I get there. And you'll see this in traffic, man. You see this in traffic like crazy. Like in Southern California, if you drive the five at certain parts of the day, you are going 
10, 15 miles an hour for miles, for miles. Three miles, right, at 10 miles an hour. I mean, it's like, it's like killer. I always tell people, you want to learn to drive, get on the five in the middle of rush hour. Now, a lot of people at that point go, no, you're crazy. Well, people aren't going 70. They're going 10. So it's actually a great place to learn to drive because you must be hypervigilant about everybody around you, which brings me to scarcity. I cannot tell you how many people I'm watching in traffic that are so worried about getting where they need to go at whatever speed they, they think they need to go and are just constantly interrupting other people's flow and traffic to get one car's length ahead. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me to watch this idea of scarcity proliferate their life when it comes to, you know, just such a, an, incredible, an incredible journey like that. So the idea of scarcity. The other scarcity is, uh, again, when it comes to mortgages and rent and paying the bills, like I'm never going to have enough or vacations. How many people out there do I know are going to Hawaii and putting it on a credit card? How many people out there want the greatest, next, cool, trendy thing and they're putting it on a credit card? And basically scarcity says, make sure you get it and you get it now. Scarcity for the record, if you, if you really live inside that scarcity because ego is pushing you that way, leads you to literally like flush patients down the toilet. Because if you can get it, get it now. Take it now. Uh, ego angers easily. Ego offends easily. Ego offends super easily. Think about it. Look at the offense that's going on right now. And again, I don't have to, you don't have to look too farther than uh, you know, CNN or Fox or MSNBC or pick up a newspaper for crying out loud if you can find a physical newspaper and understand how offended everybody is. I just read an article in the New York Times about a woman that said something something. It wasn't even critical. It was just a comment about Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Um, and Nicki Minaj's fan base went entirely insane and shredded this woman's life for a few days based on a critical comment about Nicki Minaj's new album. And I think the comment was, hey, I'd like to see her music mature. I think that was the comment. And, it, it, I mean, people went absolutely insane. And then Nicki Minaj got involved. So here comes Nicki Minaj, who doesn't, I mean, let's face it, right? Does Nicki Minaj need to prove or, 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 or does she need to prove anything? Is she going to lose anything by one critical comment online? I think the answer would be no. But, hey, man, ollie ollie oxen free because ego is angered very easily. And offense is taken so easily. It's like a hair trigger, man. And right away. And there, and there it goes. So I want you to ask yourself, are you angered easily? Are you offended easily? Now, your quick answers will be, no, I'm not. But I really need you to get in there and understand the things that you're passionate about. Like when somebody scrapes up next to you on your passion, do you get offended and angered easily? Think about it. Think about it. And you can be passionate about a number of things. Uh, my wife makes jewelry. And if somebody were to, you know, again, it's like, you know, that's her passion. So if somebody says something about her jewelry, like where would she go with that? Uh, that's, that's the question I would ask to her. Uh, are you raising kids, right? And is somebody, has, has anybody ever like mildly questioned your, questioned your parenting, right? But you get pissed at that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Absolutely. My house is like insane. You know what I'm saying? And yet when somebody says uh, or even looks sideways at how I parent, I tend to go inwardly nuts. 
Um, ego. You never have enough time with ego. You'll never have enough time. Your business will take precedent over the people around you. Your, your hobby will take precedent over the people around you. Your time will literally evaporate and you won't know what the hell happened to all your time. Basically, ego again uh, makes sure that you are dominating your, yourself and in, in that, your time will run away from people. You'll never be able to plan a lunch. You'll never be able to plan a dinner. You, it'll be hard as hell to get together with your friends. It'll be certainly most difficult to find any time alone. Oh, my gosh, right? To find a bit of time alone. I challenge my clients all the time. Hey, can you, you know, do some centering prayer for five minutes? Oh, if I can find the time, man. I mean, I wake up and I'm on the right in life. And, and I'm telling you, that's an overly active ego. It's an overly active ego suggesting to you that you don't have the time to take care of yourself, or you don't have the time to invest in other people's problems, or you don't have the time to allow your community some wonderful love and grace and mercy that is desired, frankly, from you. Um, God is a hobby. When you've got an overly active ego, God's a hobby. Spirituality is a hobby. Faith is a hobby. Uh, and even for the atheists out there, because I know I got a few atheists, love you all, uh, it, it, it becomes this idea that something greater than yourself isn't, or it is, but it only needs a small modicum of time um, to think about or to chew on. So again, that's an overly active ego, suggesting that, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, suggesting that everything is more, in, or your, that you, your plans, your desires, your schemes... Uh, are much more important than a greater look at what's happening inside of you. Fame is of the utmost importance, being known. Fame and being known of the utmost importance. In other words, what you say, how you say it, how you look, what your identity is, where you're going, and who you're with, and the idea of being known becomes the importance of your life. Right? Are you, why are you going to the party? Why are you having the party? Right? Who's inviting you to the party? Who will be at the party? Um, how can you platform your brand bigger to know more people and to make more money and to be more successful and 24 7 and blah, 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 blah? And nowadays with social media, it all becomes about brand influencers, right? It all becomes about if you've got a couple million followers on Instagram, you're, you're famous, period, end of story. And that dominates your life because it dominates the financial flow in your life or it dominates some kind of ego satisfaction that people love you. Um, a girl I know uh, struggles with uh, guys asking for certain things online, if you know what I'm saying, but yet can't block them or come off of social media because it makes her, it makes her disgusted. But she can't come off of social media because that, that, that same thing that she hates also satisfies the ego. Think about that. Uh, you have a what can people do for you attitude. This proliferates like crazy. What can people do for me? When I was in the media business, that's the way I thought. What can you do for me? What can you do for my ratings? What can you do for my television show? What can you do to make um, what I was doing better and number one? Or outside of the functionality of doing TV, what can you do for me because I'm important? Because I work at the TV station. Can you give me free tickets? Can I get into that place free? Can I, can I know that person because I work in TV and because I have that kind of identity? What can people do for you? You keep your positions. 
You keep your positions and are willing to die for them. You don't move off a of belief. You don't allow belief to evolve. You don't allow faith or belief to evolve. You stick on the same damn premise year after year after year after year, even if you smell it and it's stinky and old and you're putrefied by its own stench. You stick to it. You become fundamentally fundamental. You become dogmatic in all your approach. There is an one process and one process only, one method and one method only. Certain that your way is the right way. Uh, the ego will not create and it won't love. It won't create and it won't love. The ego won't create and love. And I get I, I, people argue with me on this all the, all, all the time. Ego just won't love. Ego, again, will not rest until it consumes you. It will not love another person. Love needs a sense of self-sacrifice. That doesn't mean pain. It doesn't mean pain. It means you put yourself away for two seconds to think about somebody else. The ego can't do that. The ego will also not create. It won't create because the, the, the very act of creation um, should be for community. Should be for the people around you, for, be for, the, for be the community around you, and not just simply you. <laughs> um, and addictions become your core behaviors. And you'll be addicted to whatever. Addictions become your core behaviors. Addictions become core behavior. And again, I'll let you walk through that yourself, whether it's alcohol, whether it's booze, whether it's buying shit, whether it's you're addicted to your own image, whether it's you're addicted to your Instagram or your Snapchat or your Facebook, um, whether it's you're addicted to um, going to certain places to be seen by certain places. Addiction becomes core behavior. Um, So ways to keep ego and the inevitable attachments that it drives into the ground at bay. Well, one is God. One is God. And again, I don't make any uh, you know, excuse um, about what that means. So in terms of the divine, in terms of God, um, I want you to understand that how God loves is the movement, through the movement of your own life, through the movement of your own life, to be able to slow you down and have eyes for another or eyes for a greater understanding of the world around you, for eyes of the sound of a bee buzzing by you, the, the softness and stillness of a sunset, the beauty and awe of a sunset, the quiet of a forest, the love of a girlfriend or a wife, the absolute admiration and awe-inspiring understanding that children have for their mom and dad, the love that you have for your children and how you just can't make sense of it, but it is in you. Like, I want you to understand that God loves you through those connected understandings of who's in front of you, and he'll do it with you first. He will make you take a look at yourself. He'll make you take a look at your ego. And for the record, if we get nuts, if you want to read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find Jesus teaching directly to the ego through parable. Jesus doesn't say, hey, everybody line up. Here's the 10 things I need you to do. Great, thanks. I'm dying now. Good luck. He teaches you through parable. And he strikes at the ego. He strikes at our human pride. He strikes at the opportunity for you to fall in love with him and him to fall in love with you. And the two, the, and it essentially three, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to become one with you, to have a relationship and a movement in your life, away from just simply being bound and tied to yourself. 
So here's a few ways to keep that ego at bay. One is God, obviously. Get off your, here's what I wrote. Get off your ass and serve another. Get off your ass and serve another. If you have any of those things pouring out of you, I want you to stop real quickly and understand how can you serve another. When was the last time you served another? Seriously, when was the last time you served another person? When was the last time you went over to the neighbor's house and said, hey, can I do anything for you? Holy shit, can you imagine you going over to the neighbor that you kind of see and kind of smile at and kind of talk to and going, hey, is there anything I could do? Even if they said no, I bet you an ensuing conversation would happen where you would just get to know them just a little bit better. So the next time you did see them, you would feel a little bit more connected in your community. When was the last time you served somebody? When was the last time that their need took precedent over yours? When was the last time their want, desire took precedent over yours? When was the last time you met a person with some anonymity to it where you didn't have to be the sole provider of X, Y, and Z? Just your physical presence allowed them something. When was the last time? Um... I have no idea what I wrote on this note. Take personal. uh, I'll move on to the next one. Your life is not your own, which we talked about. Um, Get into the flow of God, which we talked about. And into the flow of God is basically you understanding that you don't. Listen, most people pray like this. Hey, God, I need more money for rent. Hey, God, I really like a hot boyfriend. Hey, God, I really want a partner. Hey, God, I want my kids to be normal. Hey, God, can you get me this new car? Hey, God, can you get me the job? I would love it if we were to pray already understanding that we're in the flow with God. So the, the, the prayer would sound like, hey, God, where are you already at work? Hey, God, show me where things are already happening, where your, where your footprints, if you will, your fingerprints, if you will, your essence already is in my life. I guarantee you, I guarantee you he's going to answer you. Now, it may not be a burning bush. Or a stranger with a, a hat on in the middle of the night going, Psst, go left instead of right. It may not be that. But it will be you understanding at some level that God is in it with a wink and a nod. Not some big boom. Oh, there's God. But a wink and a nod. Because there is no guesswork. Like, I want to take, again, spiritual direction, man, I always say is taking the guesswork out of God. Because a lot of times we hit this relationship with God and we're guessing, well, I think he wants me and I, I maybe think and, and he really hasn't said it. And I, I mean, I haven't got a green light on that or I haven't been released from this or, or I don't feel a call to that. And, and what is the thing he's saying? Listen, if you're honest with yourself in the assessment of taking away ego, okay, and you really lean in to the love of God. I guarantee you you're going to take the guesswork out of it because you're going to see God's hand already in it. You're going to, you're going to understand you're in the flow. You're already vibing. There's no reason to take a guess and a shot. Hey, can you or maybe? Or, and you're also going to take all that bloviating prayer off the table in lieu of just understanding what the reality around you is. Oh, I know this, this note was take personal stock. Take personal stock where you are spiritually. And that's the last one, and then we'll get out of here. Take personal stock of where you are spiritually. Now, again, I don't want anybody to think there's metrics for the level of spiritual. Oh, the Pope, he's so holy. Man, I wish I could be the Pope. Mother Teresa, she was so great. Look at all the people she helped. 
oh, that guy over there has got five books and I wish I could do I wish I could do this and take care of the orphan and like no. There's there's no there's no metric, there's no level here. The big thing when you read through the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's like the middle of the Bible. If you pick up the Bible, you go to like the middle. You're looking for a book called Matthew, that's the start of the New Testament. There's four books in there, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Red letters, Jesus talking. The majority of those books, all of them, the majority of them, all of them, give one central focus, and that's the people that Jesus called, hey, man, come and hang. Let's get in the essence of love. Let's understand what, uh, let's understand God, Father. Let's understand one, each of us to God, Father. Let's understand this as community. Let's understand all these great, I'm telling you, man, as he asks you to come and to love He's not saying you're going to reach a pinnacle here. You're going to climb this step here. You're going to do. He's not saying that because, man, I'm telling you, when you read through those books, you find some guys that are some real jackasses around Jesus. You find some real jackasses around Jesus. And I'll just tell you this: there's a few times in the Bible where people are in in, the, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where people are calling out to Jesus, "Hey, Jesus, I need you." Hey, Jesus, and the disciples, the guys who are his friends, are like, "Get the hell away from Jesus. Leave him alone." He doesn't need you right now. Leave him alone. And Jesus is like, what are you doing? And then waves him through. And then waves him through. So my point to you is this. Take the burden off of you of being the Pope or Mother Teresa. Take the burden off of you being the pastor. Take the burden off of you being some perfect little spiritual being that does nothing wrong. Just take the burden off. One of the most freeing things in my life has been I've been able to take that burden off of myself because for so I'm, I'm not a church guy. I'm not really. I always thought I needed to be. I always thought that somehow why why wasn't I good enough for the church and why why aren't don't I like act like those pastor guys over there? And I was always very confused about it until I freed myself from that idea. And oh, I can't tell you how liberating it is to have nothing to prove and nothing to lose inside of those ideas. All right, that's it. 30 minutes on the dot. Good people, how I value you. And I thank you so much for allowing me my passion, allowing me to bloviate and allowing me the opportunity to speak in your lives. I Thank you, and I sincerely mean that. If you need me, I'm JR, JR Man, M A H O N.com, JR M A H O N.com. Hit the website. There's numbers and emails and all that kind of crap on there for you. If you want a session from me, you can book it. It's easy. Sessions run about, you. they're usually an hour. The majority of them are an hour. And, uh, and we can find some direction for your life's work. I promise you that. Look for year coming out next week, the 16th of July. It'll be there. I'll have some more stuff up on the website. Thank you to all of you who have helped along the way in that project. Appreciate you so much. Spiritual training, spiritual direction training in progress. That's on the website too. Please sign up for that if you're even interested a little bit and we'll get you hooked up. Love you all. Talk to you soon.